Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the For the Girl podcast. This is part two of a two-part conversation where we have been diving into the different dating personalities. Last week, we covered the first three, and today we are going to cover the last three. And this has been such a fun conversation. So if you haven't listened to part one, go listen now. Um, But first off, we're just kind of going to chit chat for a bit, catch up on the week. You know, it's a big week. I'm getting married on Sunday of this week. You're listening to it. When you're listening, I'm already married and on my honeymoon. But yeah, Yeah. pretty crazy. Ken's, you get to town in just a couple days. Cannot wait to hang with you. Cannot wait. Could you imagine if we recorded a podcast on your honeymoon though? (laughs) (laughs) Should we? (laughs) Wouldn't Tyler love that? Tyler, should I bring my microphone to Punta Cana? (laughs) The amount of places, guys, that I've brought my microphone expecting to podcast, and then Mac is like, "Wait, what? We're podcasting?" And totally, (laughs) like, I think I've carried my microphone in like three different suitcases, and then you just don't even podcast. So actually. Yeah, so actually, yes, you're going to bring your mic to Punta <laughs> That would be amazing, honestly. Be I would love that. Maybe yeah. maybe one day, you know. On my, well, no, no more honeymoon. That's weird. I'll meet honeymoon. That's one. Um, oh, my gosh. Wow. funny. Exciting. Yeah, I'm about to go to North Carolina. I leave tomorrow, which is super fun. And then we are actually going to be doing a whole bunch of content stuff. At this point, you will have seen it on the stories everywhere. We're going to try our best. You guys, just so you know, Mac and I, like, it is, I think everybody might say this, like, oh my gosh, Instagram's hard and it's hard to get, like, photos and remember to take photos or remember to take videos, but it's extra hard for us. I don't know why. It's like... I feel like we are not naturals at Instagram. Like, I think some people are good at it naturally and know what to post. And we both are, it's like pulling teeth every single day for us because it's like, you kind of get into it though. When we do it, it's like, okay, we can do this. But (laughs) the thought of sitting down to do it every day, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But we truly get, I like doing it way better when we're together. It's just hard when we're apart, I think. I'm going to do a poll on Instagram today that asks, like, what content do you guys like to see the most? Because sometimes I'm like, what do they like to see the most? Like, do you, like, and we find it really funny how Mac will kind of take over a day and post of her life and what's going on in her life. And then all of a sudden, they'll just be like, now it's Ken's. Ken's is up. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't be offended if everybody said they love the behind the scenes of Ken's life so that you just take over the Instagram and... <laughs> LOL. That would be awesome. That'd be my dream come true, honestly, guys. No, I want that. But for real, though, I don't know. What we need to ask. We need to ask the audience. I am not asking if you like Mac or Ken's on the stories more. <laughs> Who do you like better? No, no, no. Like, do you like to know about our morning routines? Do you want to know about 
on okay. dance moves. What about oh, gosh. a tour of our homes? What about our next vacation plan? I don't know. You know, you know, something I want to do on the Instagram coming up is so we used to do Fire Fridays. If you haven't watched our Fire Fridays, they're ratchet and hilarious. But uh, we did one with who knows. Mackenzie, who knows Ken's best between Josh and I, and I watched it the other day, and it was hilarious. Oh, and that's funny. I want to do one with you and Tyler. Oh, who knows yeah. Best. Okay, let's and do that. I was at the dollar store the other day, and they had these like little whiteboard things, and I was like, I should buy that for that. And then I was like, I'm getting ahead of myself, Max. Slow down. <laughs> Wait, that's funny. Oh, we do need to do that. That would be yeah, fun. That would be fun. So upcoming one upcoming, day. Upcoming, yeah. Oh, miss those five Fridays. Those are the Same. good old days. Like I bet good only like ten percent of the people listening right now remember, but they're yeah, good. I know they were fun. They were fun. Maybe we'll bring them back one day. But yeah, yeah, Lots of stuff happening in this world, guys. But we're super excited because I'll just tell you now: we have a new Bible study coming out in just a few weeks. Yes. We have new merch coming out in just a few weeks. So if you're not following us on the gram, you need to be so that you're the first to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about today's episode. Ken's, I hear we're good to, we get to meet one of your family members today. Oh yeah. Winston, which is a super cute name. Winston. He, yeah. Who is Winston? I've never even heard of Winston. <laughs> I know. It's kind of funny. I feel like we don't talk about like extended family. He's my cousin and he's super cool. He actually is super cool. He's like a professional snowboarder and skateboarder. And whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Winston. Way cool. So, and um, he loves Jesus and he's single. So, you guys are about to know it's about to be good. I need to look him up on Instagram. I'm so curious now. But should we get into our combo with Winston? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, you guys are in for a treat. My cousin, Winston, as I just shared, um, we introduced you previously, Winston, by the way, but I gave you a big introduction, actually. I said that you were a professional snowboarder and skateboarder. (laughs) (laughs) Is this even, is this true or am I making this up? That's pretty far from the truth, but I'll take it all day. <laughs> <laughs> but you are like, you're really good at snowboarding and skateboarding, I'm, right? I'm pretty good. Like, I, I'm definitely not a pro, but I mean, I, I'm, I'd i say I'm decent. I don't know. Okay. I, I hate like, I hate bragging myself up on it, but. Oh, wait, have you entered pretty... any competitions? I mean, I did when I was younger, but like in college, I didn't want to do any competitions. I just did it for fun. Uh, okay, okay. I don't even know where I got that. That's amazing. Um, okay, <laughs> well, besides that, I think we need to start this little interview off by you just sharing a little bit more about yourself, what your life is like, all the things about you, Winston. Cool. Yeah. Um, so my name is Winston Fremgen. I uh, live in Austin, Texas. I've been here for about a year um, after I graduated last spring. And yeah, originally from Boise, Idaho. Um, like you said, everyone knows I'm your cousin, so that's why I'm on here, not just some rando off the street. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, um, I'm just uh, like in my first year and basically the real world outside of school. So, um, you know, just enjoying kind of figuring out, you know, 
how to do everything. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, just uh, making a lot of friends here in Austin and living life. Yay! Okay, I love it. Have you? Do you cook yourself meals, or do you only eat frozen pizza? I, a lot of frozen pizza for sure. <laughs> no, oh, really? I, I, cook, I, I was a cook for like four years, but you didn't oh. know that, did you? Oh well, yeah, oh. I guess you might have, because yeah, because our parents owned that restaurant. Oh yeah, so, that's right. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't know that but, you were like in the kitchen. No, but I, it definitely ruined cooking for me a little bit because I had to cook so much, like as a job, that it kind of like made me hate it a little. <laughs> but yeah. But now I know how to do it like really well. <laughs> oh wait, okay, fun. One day you will be a great husband in the kitchen for your future somebody that will be amazing okay austin (laughs) or uh, austin i just got you austin because you live in austin (laughs) but um winston okay so what is your dating life looking like these days in austin we're dying to know it's um it's pretty interesting austin's definitely a fun place to be dating because there's so many young people fresh out of college and it's just a really fun city. There's so much to do. So, um, like, I mean, I'm meeting new people every single weekend. Um, you know, definitely tons of great like food down here. So there's endless date spots. Um, I mean, I live like right by the river, like paddleboarding and everything. So I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Um, just trying to, you know, meet the right person. Wow. Okay. I love it. Are you looking for like a skater girl or, or no? What's your vibe? Um, What's your type? I I, I don't know if I'd necessarily say that's my type. Okay. (laughs) I don't really, I don't really have a type just like really sweet and kind and, and, uh, yeah, thoughtful, pretty. That's, um, that's really my only, uh, kind of requirements. (laughs) Okay. I love it. Okay. What are some, what are some the some non-negotiables in a girl? Like, what are some things that, like, you know you got to have, like, you're for sure, for sure looking for yeah. in somebody? I would definitely say just, like, that they share my same values. So, like, like I said, I mean, above all else, um, you know, I want someone who's kind, um, who's honest, you know, passionate about what they do, um, you know, has a relationship with God, um, you know, basically those are like the core things, non-negotiables. Hey guys, if you are loving this content and just need to know more or chat about it deeper with your girlfriends, then you might want to go to our website, forthegirl.com and grab our book, How to Prepare for Your Future Love Story. It walks even deeper into all six of these types. Plus, we give you five specific ways that you can right here and right now begin to prepare for your future someone and ultimately fall deeper in love with Jesus. You guys, it's practical. You'll hear some more juicy love story details from Mac and I, and it's just so much fun. So head to ForTheGirl.com to get your copy. All right, guys, we are so excited for part two of our dating personality conversation. If you haven't listened to part one yet, 
pause and go listen <laughs> to the episode right before this because we explained kind of the history, the background of these dating personalities, and then also shared the first three types. So we already talked about the romantic, the independent, and the flirt. And then today we're diving into three more types. We have the committed, the rescuer, and the cautious. Um, oh, and yeah. these are some fun types. These are some of the most popular types. Yes. And I'm really excited to keep this going. It's really fun talking about you guys and all your tendencies. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're reading your minds a little bit and you're freaked out, but this is so fun. Oh, yeah. It's actually so true. It's so real. I feel like so many girlfriends are getting together and they're like, oh, my gosh, did you listen? That's so me. <laughs> That's like what we did the whole time, the whole way through creating this quiz, you guys. But also, Mac, this makes me think you need to pull up some stats maybe of who's of like how how many people okay. are like that's so good because we can like actually share with you guys like what like the majority is of these okay types I'm gonna pull stuff. it up okay good job okay but I'll start by just talking a bit about the rescuer okay this is a unique this is honestly probably one of the more rares Mac will pull the real stats right now but this is a rare type if you're a rescuer you are uniquely made by the Lord <laughs> which you should be proud of you know but the rescuer wants to feel loved and needed in a relationship. And she can see the potential in almost anyone, which can be a scary thing, obviously, because she's kind of willing to date the troublemaker, the risky boy, because she thinks she can like change his life and turn him around. Um, The rescuer fears, though, that she is unlovable and no one will ever truly want her. Um, And I think that's why she has that tendency to see the potential in anyone because she just is like, okay, well, if I just want somebody to like me, I'll help them become their best. Like, just give me anybody. I don't know, like, if if I'm ever going to get this myself. And so they obviously will change their or lower their um, values or whatever in people to make that happen. For sure. Okay. So yeah, I just did look up the stats and the rescuer is the least popular type, but I have a theory about this. Okay. I think it's because we don't want to be honest about being a rescuer, but I think more girls are than they think. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think honestly, a rescuer, there's a couple of telltale signs. Number one, you had this like deep desire to be needed. Like you want to feel needed. And so you often choose relationships that make you feel needed. And typically those are the relationships of pe- with people that mm-hmm. have a lot of needs, AKA they got a lot of junk and a lot of mess. <laughs> and um, I think that the rescuer likes this idea of like, you're going to be the girl who can – change somebody. You're going to be the girl who like can finally make them see the light and finally make them see the come around. Maybe maybe you're dating a non-believer right now, but you are just believing for his transformational story. And I think the rescuer is really good at seeing the potential in people. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at someone and you're like, I know who he is now, but 
he could be this. Like if he just, you know, started going to church or had Mm -hmm. the right friends or got this job, like he could be this. But oftentimes what ends up happening is we end up in this cycle of dating the wrong people and settling for something less than God's best for us. And, And when this happens, you typically start to isolate yourself from community or even holding God at arm's length because you don't want people to speak truth about your relationship. Um, you fear that someone is going to convince you to give it up and you, you love that person and you want to stay with that person. And so I think the rescuer, Mm. the heart is really beautiful and really good, um, because you see such potential in people, but it's just a really dangerous, um, I think path to walk down. If you don't have a ton of maturity and wisdom and community leading you and guiding you every step of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Like it can be super dangerous if you don't have that because you're probably going to end up with somebody who is not so good for you because we aren't responsible responsible for changing people. Only only the Lord is responsible to do that. And so yeah, you and can pray I, for them. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it just made me think, I think sometimes the rescuer has this idea in her mind that she is not enough for a guy who's already there. You know, like I had a friend in high school who she always dated guys with potential, but one night I was talking to her and I was like, I feel like you have convinced yourself that like you can't get a good guy. Like you, like you're not enough for them. And so you just continuously choose these guys because you think that's your best or that's God's best for you, but that's not God's heart for you at all. And we had to really dissect and wrestle through the insecurity that she had inside of her of, Mm. Hey, I'm not enough. And so I have to settle for second best. Mm. And so I think as a rescuer kind of really beginning to sit down with the Lord and get honest and be like, have I been believing that God, you can't do this for me? Like I need to settle for like second tier guys who have potential because like I can't, I don't deserve or I can't get a guy who is loving you and walking with you and is awesome and amazing and likable and all of these things. Yes, that is so true. That is so real. And I think we'll speak to a lot of people listening right now. So Okay, let's talk about your best qualities, though, because the rescuer, she has a lot of them. She has a deep soul and so kind. But the first thing is that she sees qualities in people that are often overlooked. And I just love that so much. Me too. You might see somebody like, whereas maybe all these other girls are going for Mr. Pastor, Mr. Instagram influencer, Mr. Handsome, Pantsome, you, <laughs> you are going for the guy that is just like deeply kind. Um, he's like deep, he's super patient or he's super personable, or maybe he's the guy that maybe doesn't have like the best looks, but he, (laughs) his personality is carrying it for carrying it for him. And you just see the qualities and people that other people are dismissing, which is beautiful. The second thing is you selflessly love people around you. Like oftentimes 
Um, and this is in friendships too. Like you love people even without that love in return. And um, you'll go the extra mile for people. You're the girl showing up for people on their birthdays and on their half year birthday. And <laughs> you don't expect much in return. And that is really selfless of you. And I think a quality that we see in Jesus too. Um, mm. And then lastly, um, you're quick to forget um, to forget and to forgive uh, mistakes in people's past. And I do think in a healthy way um, that that's going to be such a gift in your future relationship because everybody has a past, whether it's past people they dated, past sins, past mistakes and mess ups. And like that is going to be irrelevant to you. And like you're going to see people as new and um, I think that that's so beautiful and be such a gift in your relationship. Um, so I love that about you too. But there are some sneaky tendencies yeah. here. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. The number one telltale sign that you might be a rescuer is that you maybe have some crappy ex-boyfriends in your past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some ex-boyfriends, some ex-crushes, some ex-flames that uh, were just not the best. Maybe yeah. you've realized that you aren't always the wisest when it comes to picking guys to date. So that's number one. Second is maybe you're usually pretty defensive and protective of your relationships. You hate when people speak into um, who you're dating and have like any sort of feedback for you. Because I think deep down, you kind of already know it's not right. And so that's why you get super defensive when people speak into it. Uh, the next one is that you probably struggle creating healthy emotional boundaries because you want to feel needed and because you love so big. Uh, you typically aren't very good at creating healthy boundaries. And so people take advantage of that and they use you for that. And so maybe oftentimes you feel depleted or you feel exhausted or you feel like you're giving more than you're receiving in a relationship. And that's probably just because you've set the tone and you set the rhythm for that to be able to happen. And you're maybe even in relationship with people who just have nothing to give you in return. Mm. The next one is that you typically place your identity in the people People surrounding you because you want to feel needed so desperately at the end of the day, you lose who you are oftentimes and you just become who you are in that relationship. And you're really good at kind of seeking out validation and identity from other people rather than going to God himself and letting him stir up confidence in you without a relationship or without another person. Mm. The rescuer is the most likely to date a non-believer. Um, because again, you see the potential in people. And so you're like, oh, but what if one day he falls in love with the Lord? He's going to be the most amazing guy. Um, and again, this is just, this is hard. This is dangerous. And um, I think this takes a lot of wisdom and a lot of community. And it's just not something that like we would suggest at all. And then the last one is rescuers typically find validation in others needing you. We've talked about this a lot, but um, you just feel so loved when someone is like, oh my goodness, I need you. Can you help me? Like, I need you to speak to me or I need you to show up for me or like, oh, I need you to like encourage me. And that makes you feel so good. Like nothing makes you feel better. If that's you, you might be a rescuer. <laughs> Those are so real. So good. Okay. I really want to just challenge um, to close this up, all the rescuers, um, to go to Jesus and start to just find your worth 
in him. Ask him for all the things um, that you deserve as God's daughter. And maybe even create this list, like write it down in pen and paper um, of these things that like you know you are worthy of in a, in a future spouse. And yeah, instead of seeking love from the guys who want you, who make you feel needed, maybe you need to find that same value in the Lord. Maybe you need to understand your worth in Him, and then you'll be able to hold more confidence in yourself and go into relationship with that confidence. And I think that will be a beautiful transformation in your heart and in your life and totally change the way you go about dating. So I'm so excited for for that for you. Yes, so good. We love all of our rescuers out there. Okay, so we're ready to dive into our next dating type. Maybe you haven't identified with any of these yet. Well, maybe that's because you are a cautious (laughs) and the cautious is one of my favorite dating personality types I have a lot of love for the cautious ladies out there I think a little bit of me before I started dating was majorly a cautious um but the cautious is actually the second most popular dating personality type Mm -hmm. so do not think you're alone do not think you're a loser yeah (laughs) like that it's just you out there there are a lot of cautious ladies out there and so the cautious is the girl who wants to be loved but her insecurities and maybe even her lack of experience often hold her back. This is the girl who is your quintessential good girl. You know, you haven't dated much. You maybe haven't had your first kiss. Um, you literally freeze around the male species. Like you can't talk to them. You get so shy. <laughs> you get so nervous. You start spewing out words. Um, and maybe you've started to be like a little embarrassed or ashamed of that. You've sat around at sleepovers with girlfriends as people have played Never Have I Ever or people have um, talked about their latest crushes and you just feel so insecure because you have nothing to add to the conversation because you've never been on a date, you've never dated, but you desire that deep down. And so it's a weird juxtaposition of how do you handle those desires while also the insecurities that maybe come along with it. And so I think oftentimes for the cautious, your biggest fear is that you're inexperience will make you seem unattractive to a guy or a potential someone to date. And, and this is so real. And I think God has so much to speak into this. Yeah, for sure. I think that the cautious of all the types is definitely the most comfortable in her single, in her singleness, like, but maybe not for the best reasons. Maybe she just is, it, she's more comfortable being single because she just, it's all she's ever known and feels confident in. And the thought of being in a relationship almost scares her away. And so freedom for her will come when she opens herself up to like possibly being in a relationship and becomes a little bit more brave in this. Um, but yeah, I think like, I think the, the tough thing with the cautious is you're just struggling with insecurities that truthfully you, you shouldn't even have. Like I know some cautiouses in my life (laughs) who like, who are the most amazing, kind, sweet, pure hearted people and friends to me. Um, and But I also know that they like just struggle with insecurity and they feel like everybody can see those insecurities and are just like nervous and live and make decisions 
out of those nervous feelings, which yeah. as we know, like won't get you very far in life. Like you should be confident in your calling and who God made you. And when you are able to be confident in those things, like I really think like you'll see that God has like these great mm. plans for you that you really do deserve the best, not only yeah. in relationships, but in your career and in your friendships and in your community in positions you get, like you deserve that and you don't have to be living in these insecurities. Yeah. I think from, I think any outsider looking at a cautious is like, no, you should not feel yeah. this way. But they it's do. It's so true. I think the cautious is, is the most likely to disqualify themselves from, from any relationship. Yeah. Like they're kind of like, there's an awesome guy. Oh, he won't like me. What's the point anyways? Right. And I think oftentimes what ends up happening too is you start to get insecure because maybe you you haven't dated and it maybe it just seems like love and dating relationships just comes harder for you and you look around at all the girls who in quotes comes naturally for but it's probably mm-hmm. more because they're obsessed with the attention and the affirmation there's maybe the romantics and the flirts out there and it's kind of a game that they figured out how to manipulate and get people to like them and so you're over yeah. there looking at yourself and you're like well what's wrong with me like i I want this, but I've never, I've never had this before. So there must be something innately wrong with me that guys don't like me. And I think what you have to realize is I think oftentimes those are the insecurities that then disqualify, you disqualify yourself from even being an option for people. And I think that for the cautious, one of the most beautiful things you can do is find that confidence in the Lord. Like if Mm. you are confident Nobody cares about your past experiences or lack thereof. Like if you think you're amazing, if you can look at yourself and be like, I am beautiful. I got it going on. I have so much to offer a guy. I promise you guys will see you that same way. I think a a guy can sniff out if you see yourself as not beautiful or nothing to add or nothing to bring or so insecure. And so – I think really working on and building your confidence for the cautious is like the number one starting place. And yeah. um, there's so many amazing qualities about the cautious. I want to run through these super fast, but yes. uh, the first one is that cautiouses typically have really strong morals and high standards for men. And that's probably why you didn't have a boyfriend when you were a freshman in high school, you know, because like you mm-hmm. had strong morals and you had high standards and you these puny little freshman boys were just not cutting it for you. And that's good. I love that for you. (laughs) And I hope that you continue to carry that and you let that lead you and guide you rather than your insecurities. Um, The second is the cautious is really good at not letting relationships distract her. You are able to stay so focused on friendships, on family, on dreams, on purpose. And I think that's so, so beautiful. You have learned what it looks like to do life without relationships, without romantic relationships. And so Mm. you have typically really awesome friendships and really awesome side hustles and passion projects that are thriving and growing. Um, And then third, the cautious is also typically super good at cheering others on. You know how to celebrate other people really well. Um, 
And even in seasons where maybe you've looked at your own life and thought, oh, I wish I had that, you're still so good at being excited for other people and uh, encouraging them and just kind of stewarding that friendship in that way where you're going to be the one who's excited and happy and cheering them on in every season of life, which is so beautiful. Yes, I love that. They are the biggest cheerleaders. (laughs) Maybe even was a cheerleader. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Um, Okay, let's like, let's talk about tendencies. So their first one is that often the cautious struggles with their self image. Um, They uh, really just don't look in the mirror and they're like, oh, I'm not like as pretty as her. No wonder she has like a boyfriend or no wonder all the boys like her because like she's just like gorgeous and and I'm not. And obviously that is so far from the truth that the way you look and the way God made you is perfect and intentional. He didn't make a mistake. There's not one part of you that's a mistake. Um And you can be sure of that. And you can be sure that somebody's going to see that and have kingdom like God, like eyes and vision for you. Um, But yeah, that's a, that's real for you. You struggle with your self image. Um, The second thing is that um, you're often afraid of the unknowns of physical intimacy, most likely because you haven't experienced that much, if at all. Um, we kind of talked about this before, but you're probably the girl that like hasn't kissed a guy or maybe like didn't kiss a guy until you were a, a bit older or whatever that might look like. And so, of course, that scares you. You're like literally probably already running away and want to close this podcast down right now at the thought of your potential first kiss or even holding somebody's hand. (laughs) Um, And maybe that's for you. Maybe that's caused you or stopped you from being in a relationship at all or putting yourself out there, putting yourself in a in a position to, to kiss a guy like that's real coming from a flirt. I'll say myself, I have intentionally put myself in situations to kiss boys in my past. You have not done that. And there is an opportunity for you. I'm just, I'm just saying from a flirt's perspective. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. I don't think that's what you need to hear. Unsolicited advice. No, I, I don't think that's what you need to hear. I, think what you really need to hear is that like truly like your 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 first kiss there's nothing to be afraid of it's gonna be like it won't even feel like your first kiss and um you can feel comfortable in that and if it's awkward oh well honestly get the first one out it's amazing yeah get the first one out of the way not like you're i'm with any guy the first kiss is always like a little awkward oh yeah yeah okay that's great okay i hate my advice i want to rewind rewind i got she takes it back she takes it back yeah that was flirt bad flirt kens and (laughs) that is bad okay we're back okay number three is um you often let your insecurities keep you from pursuing relationships. We talk so much about this. This is just like the main thing for you is like you have like all you've thought about is your insecurities and they're keeping you from meeting any potential somebody. Um, the fourth thing is that you often feel nervous around guys. <laughs> I love this about the, the um, that's why you probably just died at what I said because it's so opposite from maybe other girls and other friends in your life. You're like, how is she able to talk to that boy? Or how 
how are they even like you talked about making a first move and you just want to crumble inside. And I love that about you. I think there's such an innocence and a beauty about that. But also, I think you probably are going to need to challenge yourself to make a little bold move here and there. And it'll probably be really good for you. And then the last tendency is that you often um, hide yourself um, from others or the desire to be loved. Um, you just don't want people to know that really for you, the truth is like you would love to fall in love and you really do want a love story for yourself and to be married and have a family. But it's like super hard for you to admit that just because you're so full of fear. And so, yeah, we want to challenge you to step into, into that and to admit that and to go to Jesus about that. So good. Yeah. And I would just say for all of our cautious ladies out there, if this is you, I think something you can just begin to focus on in this season is to just get outside of your comfort zone. Uh, Stop disqualifying yourself from specific things and just put yourself out there a little bit. I think you can first do this with the Lord. Um, I think you ought to take those insecurities to the feet of Jesus and let him deal with them and let him speak truth and identity over you. And then I think as you get comfortable doing that, um, then as you move forward and as you enter into the possibilities of relationships, you're better prepared for facing those uh, because Mm. you have gotten that confidence that can only come through the Lord. You've gotten that boldness that can only come through the Lord. And then you won't disqualify yourself from a potential relationship you'll be like yeah yes and i'm the girl for this relationship or whatever it is so i just think that god is so sweet and i think there's just like i don't know i feel like god just has a tender spot in his heart for all of our cautious ladies out there and he wants to almost just like lavish his love over you and just like words of encouragement over you and so would you let him would you go to him and would you let him and then watch what he does on the other side of it Yes, so good. That's so true. Okay, we got our last type, ladies, and this is the most popular type, right, Mac? Is this true? This is correct. This is the most popular type. And that is the committed. Okay, you guys, so I know a ton of you, we had to leave the last one as the biggest, the banger. But um, yeah, this is a lot of you. And uh, this is why we are doing a relationship series, because the committed, they want a relationship and they want to feel loved and they want to have their person and be in the comfort of, of somebody. And they'll do nearly anything to do that. They fear like having to, they fear not having somebody or having to start over or the unknowns of that. Um, But what we love about the committed, they are the girls that are like, I mean, they have watched HGTV. They already no, is that right? right? Yeah. I love it because we randomly put that in the profile and the amount of people who are like, this is me. I, I watch HGTV all day. They're dreaming of their house. They're with the dreaming. White yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, they're probably known to be like the mom, the mom type in the group because they've taken on this persona at an early age. They just like can't wait to be a mom and they're probably already mothering their 18 year old girlfriends. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they just love love um, and are excited for that to come to fruition for them. 
Yeah, I think this is really real. And I think there's a, a again, a sweetness to this one. Uh, the idea yeah. that like you already want to be settled down. Like I think that the committed wanted to be settled down when they were like 15. This yeah. Is just a desire of theirs that is, has been there for as long as they can remember. Um, and I think the committed are, they're really good at relationships typically. Like they are probably the girl who's maybe had several long term boyfriends. Like as soon as you get out of a relationship, you're in another two or three year mm-hmm. relationship. And I think what ends up happening with the committed often is your life result revolves around relationships and you never quite truly figure out who you are on your own. Mm-hmm. And I think what's so cool is that if you would take a season to really know who you are without a relationship, I think God can so do so much more for you and through you and in you when you finally enter into a relationship. And so yeah, I think as a committed, you, you're so comfortable and used to having somebody in your life that you can rely on, that you can depend upon, that you don't go to God as much um, because you mm-hmm. go to the tangible person that is there. And I think that there's a sweetness to having a season where you're not committed to another person and you mm. just bind your heart to God's and you commit to him and you let God speak identity over you, like without a relationship, without the white picket fence, without the dream of seven kids running around the yard barefoot and let God speak new visions and new dreams into your heart because you might be only unlocking a sliver of what he might want to do through you by settling for something that feels comfortable. And so I just think for the committed, it's really good and beautiful. Like you guys are good at relationships. I am 100% not the committed. Relationships are hard for me. Like they're tough (laughs) for me. They're unnatural. I don't know how to do them innately. Um, There's so much I could learn from you guys. I need to like drill the minds of you committed ladies. But I think oftentimes the pendulum side of that is that you're not as good at being on your own and you're not as good at knowing maybe what your purpose is and what God has specifically called you to. And I think when you know that, you're able to enter back into a relationship even stronger, even better, even more focused on what God might have for that relationship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that one of the most scary parts of being a committed is that you often believe this lie that like your life isn't going to start until you find your future husband. Mm, That's true. So in the meantime, you're just like, like, do, do, do. Okay. Like that's all you're thinking about when God wants to do so much more in your life and probably wants to break the, that like mentality even before you meet someone. Um, but yeah, you probably feel like your life lacks like significance if it doesn't have a romantic partner in it. And um, that you almost feel like incapable of building life on your own, um, which is sad. And I think that saddens the heart of God as well, because he knows that you you are capable of that. And like you, you can have just him and that's enough. And you guys can do so many, you can have so many fun experiences with just him and in your singleness. You can um, chase after your career and see God do miraculous things in your life and through boldness and bold steps of obedience. Like you can see so, so much happen in your life Mm. without somebody in it. And you need to believe that for yourself. So anyways, but the committed, they have so many great qualities. Like you said, they are really, really sweet. Okay. The first thing 
is that the committed is grounded and has a strong sense of what matters. We probably know these types of people in our life. Like they're the ones that like, they're honestly really consistent. Like since they've been like 16 all the way to 21, like they went through so many changes in life, yet they're still the same. They're grounded in their faith. They're sure of who God is. And they have their priorities straight. They're not wasting time. The second thing is that um, they're always looking out for others, even sometimes before themselves, um, which is super sweet. I think like you live in this like selfless mentality of like um, seeing others before yourself and taking care of people. That's why you have this desire to be in a relationship because you like you, you want somebody to take care of. You want somebody to love on. And you even do that in your singleness with your friends. It's, that's why you're the mom of the group. That's why you're nur- a nur- you have those natural nurturing qualities to you. It's easy for you to like love people and love them extravagantly. I even saying this, I'm like, gosh, I want more of that from the committed. Yeah. I'm like the one who's missing all important dates and things and Uh, you know (laughs) Um, it just doesn't come natural to me where this probably comes really natural to the committed um and then lastly she's great at building relationships that last and Mm -hmm. that's friendship too like you like you probably are friends with like a lot of old friends family friends like you're just a good friend and um of course you you do that in a romantic relationship as well. Like you are in it for the long haul. You are focused on the foundation of your relationship. You're not just jumping into things. You're not sporadic or making spontaneous, like irrational decisions. You are like grounded. You're firm. You're focused on the foundation. And that is a beautiful quality. So, so many good qualities. So many good qualities. Um, Okay. But we want to talk through some tendencies. How can you identify if you are committed and just some things to be aware of? The first is that committed, once they're in a relationship and they're like committed, (laughs) they typically bury any doubt or uncertainty. So maybe the relationship is awesome. And then three months in, you're seeing some red flags, but it's gotten comfortable and you guys love each other and you know each other so well and you can't imagine your life without this person. And so you just bury them. You don't deal with them. You just kind of push them to the side. And I think as a committed, you definitely don't want to ignore these things. You want to bring these things to Jesus and you want to talk through these things with whoever you're dating and decide, is this someone I should continue dating? The second is that um, the committed typically choose their partners carefully. So they don't, you don't rush in like the romantic, like you're not jumping from one relationship to the next, like for three weeks, you're jumping from one serious relationship to the next serious relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you usually have a pretty watchful eye before you jump into things. The third is that you're typically drawn to people who provide a sense of security. I think that goes back to that HGTV. (laughs) You want that like dream life with the white picket fence. You want um, a cozy home. You want uh, someone who can be a provider for you. And so you maybe are going to be drawn to more steady people than the wild guys out there. Ken's, we always joke that Ken says she's drawn to entrepreneur boys. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm guessing that flirts are drawn to entrepreneurs and maybe committed girls are drawn to men who work in finance. I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, my, something steady, something steady that's not going to yeah. just crash and burn tomorrow. Totally. Uh, number four, you love the idea of settling down. You are not scared of that. You were like, give me a ring on my finger and uh, give me Pinterest so that I can make some meals and design my dream home. And then finally, um, sometimes I think the the committed hesitates or fails to state their needs in relationships. You become so almost obsessed with the relationship or so um, protective of the relationship that rather than kind of working through hard things, you'd rather it just stay where it is at the risk of not wanting to risk losing the relationship. And so mm-hmm. this can be really unhealthy though, because if you're not stating your needs, if you're not communicating through things in relationships, then they can turn really volatile. And so even if you're in a good relationship, just remember that it's okay to have needs. It's okay to have things where you need to talk through conflict and hard stuff in relationships. Those are going to only make your relationship stronger and give you more insight on whether this is a relationship you should continue to be in or one that needs to end. Yeah, for sure. Okay. There's a couple of things. There's like different areas for, for the, for the committed. I'd really challenge them if they're in a relationship to, to really just begin to separate yourself like in your identity of like have your own identity outside of just the relationship. Yeah. Um, go to God and ask for to hear his voice and to see yourself with just him alone and your identity in him. But then if you're in, if you're in your singleness, um, I really just want to embrace the or challenge the committed to embrace this season of singleness. And maybe even for you, you can become more motivated um, by like your purpose in this season rather than being so fixated on your future somebody. Um, really try to like seek motivation in your sing in your singleness rather than finding your future someone. So Gosh, that's challenging and probably hard for a lot of you to hear, but so, so good. (laughs) So good. Okay, so those are the six types, ladies. We have the romantic, we have the independent, the flirt, the rescuer, the cautious, and the committed. Um, Hopefully, you were able to identify with one of those types. And maybe for some of you, you might identify with multiple pieces of different ones. That's totally okay. This is for you. But Mm -hmm. it's really just a resource that I think when when we know ourselves better and we understand what's going on in our hearts, we're able to... To relate better to people or able to communicate better to people. And I think that what Ken's and I have realized throughout our own dating and relationships history and journeys is that truly what is going on in our relationships often mirrors what's going on in our relationship with the Lord. And so mm-hmm. in relationships, you have to start with that relationship with you and God. And there's something really beautiful about if you are in a season of, of dating or if you're currently in a relationship go to that relationship with God first, with Jesus first, and and experience these things with Him in the deepest, intimate, most beautiful ways, because that is literally what almost teaches you and trains you for what it looks like to be in relationship with other people, to be in these Mm -hmm. romantic relationships that I think so many of you are dreaming about. And so this Mm -hmm. is a really beautiful way to, in the here and now, begin kind of just 
preparing your heart for what might be down the road for you. And so send this episode to a friend. You guys like talk about what type are you? What type am I? Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. That's so you. We actually have a book that dives into this even deeper. It's called How to Prepare for Your Future Love Story. It's on our website, forthegirl.com. And um, it's such a fun resource. It's super interactive. There's all the dating profile types. And then there's like little activities in each of the chapters that really walk through six specific ways or five specific ways that you can prepare for your future love story right here and right now. And so you definitely want to check that out as well. Yes. Well, we're so excited to talk to you soon. So stay tuned, subscribe, do all the things, and we'll see you next week.